Little Red Riding Hood. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> it's the game Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. Uh, welcome to episode 12, Helpless. Helpless. This episode was wild. Um, now that you mention it, it is Little Red Riding Hood. So I'm just I'm just gonna say it. We've had Hansel and Gretel, mm-hmm. Little Red Riding Hood, Beauty and the Beast, and a Little Mermaid-ish. So you say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so I say. Fairy tale season. Yes. Amazing. Okay, very cool. And I think it's one of the reasons why this season is so successful. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah. They just, found a cool groove, a cool formula. And they're, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer just is a modern-day fairy tale. Well, and they've had this, like, they, their Kinderstad, who totally. we mentioned, like, it. that episode is like this. Like, it yes. is this folk, folk tale kind of thing. Yeah. Which is very satisfying to an audience. We love them. We love fairy tales and folk tales. Um, they're they're just part of all cultures. Yeah. So it's very cool. Um, yeah. Gianna also didn't want to tell me the name <laughs> of the episode before we watched it. She was like, it's a spoiler. And then I saw it and I was like, what? It's not a spoiler. <laughs> it could be. Someone's helpless in the episode. I was worried that you would see that weird gemstone class. And immediately know that she was being hypnotized. I just... <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> oh, and I just... I was worried that it would give it away. Like, you see... We get, a, we get a glimpse of the council's test pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want you to know. Yeah. Um, and I guess you didn't. I didn't. But some of the titles, they just give it away. And when you watched it back in the day, it would have just said, like, on your guide, on your, the thing that would just scroll, scroll, yeah. scroll forever. TV guide. TV guide. It would mm-hmm. just say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It wouldn't say the Episode name. titles didn't, ha- weren't a thing. Yeah, yeah. Until later. Mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. Netflix, until DVDs of totally. seasons. Totally. Yeah. We just didn't know them. You're right. So I'm just trying to protect you, just like Giles. But I see stuff and I just forget immediately. I know. Like you've even mentioned things I don't even remember. Good. Forget. (laughs) I'm very good. Good. Okay, well, remember now, what's the sitch? Tell me what happens on Buffy's 18th birthday. Yes. It's kind of a shit 18th birthday. (laughs) Which they joke about the whole episode. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh so we knew Buffy's birthday was coming up because in last episode they they mentioned it. Yes, yes. So 18 is a big one. Um but you know it, there it doesn't turn out the way <laughs> that it should have no. unfortunately. But the episode opens with Angel and Buffy fighting slash doing it. Yes. <laughs> You got it. I got the metaphor that they're doing, which is that they have to fight and get sweaty um, to release their pent-up, like, uh, you know, tensions. Yes. To get release. Yep. They you, beat each other up. Yeah. You even mentioned it before. Like, it's like a foreplay. Yeah. You know, for them. And they're all sweaty. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's like the only way they can be physical that's allowed. Yes. Everything else is a bit forbidden. Well, because they don't know the parameters. They don't, yeah, they can't, they can't go there. Like, if there's even a chance he could turn back into evil man, I don't know. They can't do it. I mean, they know, like, so what they know is what happened before. They know that they can kiss. Mm -hmm. They know that they can make out. Sure. They know that, like, she can spend the night Yep. They know, because they did all of these things before they had sex. Mm-hmm. So they have some idea. Like, and they say it in this moment. Uh, Angel says, satisfied. Or no, Buffy says, satisfied. Mm-hmm. And Angel's like, I'm not sure that's the word. And then she's like, well, we're not doing satisfaction. So we're talking, we're, it's an innuendo yeah. for orgasm or whatever. So I feel like we generally understand that it's like orgasm. Yes. That they can't go there. 
Yeah. Danger, but, danger. But maybe kissing, sleeping next to each other, all these things lead to, oh, just this once or right. we won't. Uh, we maybe won't, this time. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a slippery slope. It is. And then they talk about, you know, it's her birthday, whatever. And he's like, you got a date? So this is where I'm like, oh, so they're not, I don't know what they're doing. Like, they're not really boyfriend, girlfriend. They're together, but they're not together. Yeah, because they can't be together, even though they're madly in love. Yeah. But they literally just can't really be together. Yeah. So it's very complicated. But Angel's trying to be, like, gracious. Yep, and he's not he's not trying to claim any kind of uh, exclusivity or too much of Buffy's attention. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like he's being very good. Yes, about all of this. Yeah, it's really complicated. So I mean, for now, this is like fine for them, but it can't really go on like this forever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. is the thing. <laughs> Uh, so they're kind of just treading water here until... And but it's hot. It's hot water. It's a jacuzzi. It's hot water. <laughs> it's a hot tub. <laughs> and uh, and then we find out Daddy is taking Buffy to the ice show. Old fucking Nick Summers. Uh, God. Hank. Hank. <laughs> Nick? Hank. Is it Nick or Hank? Is it actually Hank? I wrote I Nick. No, I think it's Hank. <laughs> But I think you keep wanting to call him Nick. His name is Nick Summers, and I hate him. He's the worst dad ever. You know what? Who cares what his name is? Yeah. He doesn't come to her 18th birthday. Yeah, he's a beige his quarter, man. Yeah, his quarterlies are due, or you know it's just a bullshit reason. What a real dick, man. I hate him. There's a lot of dads like this. Ugh. There's a lot of dads like this. Sucks. It's awful. Yeah. It just, yeah. Disneyland dad. Mm-hmm. Even if he did show up, fuck that guy. Yeah. Joyce has to deal with all the nitty gritty, all the shit, making all the rules, being bad mom. Mm-hmm. And, and he shows up and goes oh, to yeah. an ice show oh, yeah. for their stupid tradition. Yeah. Ugh, it's awful. Yeah. A lot yeah. of dads like this. Don't be a dad like this. Yeah, don't fucking do it because it sucks. And don't be a dad like Quentin either. Don't be a dad like the Watcher's Council either. Oh, yeah. Daddy Quentin sucks. There's a lot of bad dads, actually, in this episode. And Giles is a bit of a bad daddy, mm-hmm. but, you know, we have to go through it with him. Yeah. So this is when we see Giles testing Buffy on the vibratory stones. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, this, like, crystallography they're doing. I love it. I was like, oh, crystal. Ooh, amethyst. is it protects your aura. But don't you love the contrast between this and doing her workout with Angel? Yes. And she's, like, fiddling with that really phallic crystal. <laughs> Giving it a little so hand job. funny. Because yeah. she's, like, she's just all jittery and, like, yeah. pent up. And Giles like, what? I'm wrong with you. <laughs> I know. She's like, I'm about to turn 18 and I'm really horny. Yeah. <laughs> um... And I could tell Giles is quite distracted. Okay, okay. I actually could in in some of the scenes. Um, yeah, he's being very distracted, and she, you know, even when later she's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe somebody could take me to the ice show," you know, uh, someone like a dad <laughs> or, or a student, you know, uh, and he d- completely doesn't even hear her. No. I just felt like it, it was more distracted than usual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's looking at this stone, this, like, blue one. Yeah. And this is when she kind of has a little ping, Mm -hmm. ping off of the stone. Mm -hmm. And uh, then when she goes to the playground fight later with this vampire, this is when she gets a little little head ping, which I didn't know was from the stone yet. Okay. I don't think you're supposed to. No, but it was subtle. Now that I look back on it, that stone did something to her and... Uh, affected her for this playground fight. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know it was Giles. Giving her a needle yeah. every time she looks at the stone. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the stone. The stone just hypnotizes her. Yeah, and... exactly. Yeah. Um, so this is freaky. She's fighting this vamp, and all of a sudden she's totally helpless. All the vampires in this episode are men. Oh, yeah. Very cool. important from the very beginning. Yes, very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's wound... The, the threat of... Male violence yes. is 
definitely wound through this whole episode. Yes, vampire mm-hmm. or no. Yes. Yeah. And and uh, patriarchal figures. Yeah. Like it's it's very clear. Like that's what the episode is. Yeah. Talking about. Yes. You know. Dangerous men, dangerous power. Yes. Yeah. So after the fight, Buffy goes and tells Giles, like, I lost my power, you know, immediately. because She almost gets stabbed with her own stake. Yeah, it's very scary. She's got, like, the whites of her eyes, you can see. Like, she, Buffy doesn't get scared like this very often. No, I agree. Um, So it's freaky. And, of course, when something's weird, go tell Giles. They'll all do crime club and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But Giles is quite, kind of brushes it off. He's pretty, like... He's like, oh, we'll just take a break. You probably have the flu. Yeah. Which sometimes happens with Giles. He'll, he'll be, he's quite level headed. He tries not to like, um, get hysteric over things. So it's, it wasn't like out of the ordinary for him to react like this. Yeah. But now reflecting, I know it's because he felt fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, And he's being avoidant too mm -hmm. about talking about it because I think he's worried he'll give it away. Yeah. Because he wants to, because he, feels so uh terrible yeah like this is wrong yeah Mm -hmm. it's also it's it's kind of similar to gingerbread in this idea of like i don't know protocol or like following following rules above all else or you know what i mean like just instead of thinking for yourself kind of thing yeah yeah i think that's why that episode comes before this interesting cool because we are now starting to talk about the greater institution of Slayers and Watchers. Yeah, there's a good through line. I yeah. feel like that episode leads into this one. Yeah. So Buffy is tells the gang, she's like, I don't feel strong anymore. Um, but, you know, it's my 18th birthday. And everyone's like, what are you doing for it? And uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to the ice show. <laughs> so funny I have to bring in her little skater remember that skater episode where she slits the guy's throat with her skate the order of Taraka yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) I know love it yeah and we have that whole slow motion section of her skating yeah and Sarah Michelle Gellar is actually a skater yeah so this is like a funny little thing to bring in that she loves skating (laughs) but Xander really wants her to have a party. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, everything always ends up badly. People always end up dying. She really just wants to have a quiet birthday. Yeah. She just wants to go ice skating with her dad. Because in America, like, 18 means a bunch of stuff. Willow goes through. You yeah. can be drafted. You can vote. But <laughs> but you can't drink. No. So that's why it's a bit of a bigger deal for, for us, us north of the border because yeah. you can drink, well, in Alberta when you're 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a rite of passage, 18, for some reason. Oh, yeah. Mine was very – we did lots of stuff. My yeah. parents took me to the Hotel McDonald for awesome. my first legal alcoholic beverage. Aww. And then my dad's present t- to me was that he would pick me up from the bar at any time I wanted. Uh, for, <laughs> and so he picked me up at 2 a.m. when the bar closed. We went to – me and a bunch of friends went to The Roost, which was oh, yes. the gay bar at yes. the time. It was fabulous, uh, and we danced until two, and then my dad picked me up. My friends poured me into the car. Aww. <laughs> so it was awesome. Well, Buffy kind of gets drunk. She mm-hmm. kind of gets roofied. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. She gets beat up. <laughs> she gets beat up, and she gets roofied by her uh, surrogate father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like your birthday. Just like it. Yeah. Uh, I wrote Nick Summers, you piece of shit, because uh, this is when she finds out that Nick's fucking quarterly, whatever. God, hate him. Disappointment number one. Worst dad. So then we get this scene. It's the Sunnydale Arms. Uh, and we see these people doing like masonry. They're like breaking up the windows. And, and then we see this the doors. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know who he was yet, I was like, this is an evil person. <laughs> yes. Uh, it makes me think. You're talking about Quentin? Yes. British. British uh, three-piece yeah. man. Um, yeah. Older Daddy Giles. Yeah. Did the costume give him away? No. Okay. Not to me. Okay. Um, I just thought he was evil. Yeah. Because he, it really looks like an evil doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're bricking up a thing. They've got some monster in the closet. Yeah. Um, and they are doing something evil. Yeah. Just because they're doing it under the 
guise of, well, in the name of watcherdom, it's funny because, like, they're just evil. Yeah. It's just doing an evil thing. Totally. And he comes across very slimy and evil and, you know... That evil British thing. <laughs> Cold. Yeah. Calculating. Totally. Careless. So I was like, oh, he's the the baddie of the episode, Ooh. is what I thought. Ooh. Um, Love it. And then we get this scene. This is the scene after with Buffy and Giles in the library where he's like, look into the stone. And then she is hypnotized. Yeah. And we see her, him, shoot her up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn, I was like, Giles, what are you doing? I was like, Giles must be under a spell or like being controlled by a demon. This is, I, I thought. I was like, how he must be under control of some evil force to do this to Buffy. But the fucking horrible part is he's not. It's awful. Well, kind of. Like, yeah, this yeah. is the thing about this show. Wonderful, wonderful thing about the show. He kind of is. Yeah, yeah. But it's a societal, pedestrian, human, mm-hmm. uh, institutional spell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I guess we could argue is as powerful as, yeah. like, the demonic spells yeah. you can be under. But we've told ourselves that we have, possibly because, you know, there is obviously differences and 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 stuff between being under a magical spell like bewitched bothered and bewildered mm-hmm. versus being forced to do something by a council that has existed for at least a dozen centuries mm-hmm. but it's kind of like yeah there's just lots of things about them that are the same yeah yeah so this was freaky to watch him do this to her did you feel betrayed or did you you were convinced at this point that he wasn't doing it of his own volition? Yeah, I I yeah. was like, oh, Giles must be under a spell, right. um, or something is what I thought. Oh, but later on is God is what was fucking devastating to me. Uh, so then we have this scene of Cordy getting like <laughs> roughed up in the courtyard. <laughs> this is like this is intense roughing up from her rebound fling. He's, like, going to beat her up in the courtyard at school. I know. It's awful. Holy, again, now that I'm, like, reflecting on it, all of these violent men throughout the episode. It's funny. Cordy's, like, not really shaken. She She's, like. <laughs> she's, like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> what are you fucking doing? She's, like, you're a rebound. What? Have you heard of it? <laughs> Harsh. Yeah. But I was, like, Cordy, be careful. He's literally going to beat you up right now. But then. Buffy comes to save the day, and then he just fucking throws her into that yeah. stone bench. Damn. Yeah. They were not used to seeing that. No. Buffy usually punches whoever, and they go flying. I know. Yeah. I know. And Cordy has to save her. And Cordy has to do some slappy comedy. Yes. Slap, slap. <laughs> Cordy has a... She's just so confident. She's yeah. like, she doesn't need a Slayer's power. <laughs> no, she has a Slayer's power. Yeah. It's, it's like in Slayer Fest when she gives the monologue to the cowboy slayers. Exactly. Yeah. She's like kind of as powerful as Buffy, like without the powers. Yeah. It's also what this episode is talking about too is like, can you can you be strong and powerful as a young woman without supernatural powers? And it's much more difficult. It is, yes, absolutely. But we do see Cordy do it. We do, but we don't like Cordy would have just we, yeah. Yeah. Different trials. Totally. Different but yeah, we're reminding everybody, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is also still a young woman in this world. Mm-hmm. What if she doesn't have superpowers? Just like everybody else. Yeah. So then this is where we find out that Giles is doing this because of this time-honored tradition. So he's with... Quentin. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually catch his name till later, but Quentin, Daddy Watcher, uh, has come to s- prepare this fucking saw house for <laughs> Buffy to go into. And I guess the <laughs> the under the Watcher fucking lore, they um, take eighteen year olds, anyone, any Slayer who's become eighteen, and they take their powers away and make them fight a vampire. But how many of the Slayers ever? Survive this. No idea. Like, 
Probably not very many. Like, not very many? None? Is this a way to, like, weed out the old slayers? Like, I don't know. Keep them young? Yeah. Great question. I don't know. And why would you want that? Why would you want a slayer not to get old, I ask you? And and just why would you... I don't know. It's a while, but it's the tradition and... Uh, so many things are done in the name of tradition, like yes. that it's not a weird thing to think that w- just keep doing the thing we've done for 12 centuries because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to – I have to shut down. I have to shut it down. I was about to go somewhere and I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. <laughs> okay. I'm not allowed just because of where we're going. Yeah. But I think you should keep asking yourself the question of why – why it isn't why would they want a slayer to be young and forever young mm-hmm. why i think that's a very good question yeah i'm it's it's obviously being brought up mm-hmm. like i'm i'm i just feel like this is a way to like kill <laughs> slayers when they turn 18 uh very convenient that it's a tradition and say that it's because they didn't pass a test exactly yeah and so it's all above board yes uh so they're like feeding this monster some pills. <laughs> his like headache pills. <laughs> this is like you when you get a migraine. You're like, why are my pills? <laughs> oh my god, yes. Oh my god, take your medication, everybody. With yeah. this long spoon. <laughs> and this little um, you know those uh just like garbage pickers. Grab, like, yeah. <laughs> Here's your wawa. Oh, my grandparents <laughs> use those around the house. Oh my god. <laughs> Bend, so bend over. <laughs> it's really funny. This like little ritual of yeah. feeding the pills <laughs> to this uh, vampire <laughs> who's in a like up a right coffin, and he's been sort of stapled to the back wall of it. He's in a yeah. straight jacket. Why? So I guess he's just a psycho who needs like pain meds for his like headaches. Yeah, his um. Yeah, the physiological manifestation of his mental illness, mm. uh, it ca- like actually causes him pain. So yeah. we, yeah, it's hard to tell. Sure, it's like a little bit vague, but you know, I'll yeah. t- I'll take it. It's fine. Yeah, they they use it back in the end, so so it's cool. Yeah. So we see this is the monster that they're going to release onto Buffy. Uh, he looks like a pretty big baddie so it's freaking freaking me out uh, yeah. in the episode the gang is in the library researching yes so without giles they crime club got together anyway because sometimes they do this they're like giles is busy i don't know he's on a watcher retreat or whatever he's he's doing something so yeah. we'll all just start start our research yeah but they can't find anything um and uh <laughs> After this is when the big hulky vampire, I wrote, strangles the dude because he goes to give him his um, next pill and uh, tricks him and turns him into a vampire. Yeah. For some reason, I thought becoming a vampire was more painful, but... I mean, you get bitten. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you go to sleep, just like he says. Yeah. You die. Yeah. Well, okay, so you got to get bitten, then you have to drink... The, your sire's blood. So we just then didn't see sleep. the little blood sucky no. exchange. No. Okay. No. And then he's dead, and then he wakes up as yeah. as the vamp. Cool. Yeah. So we maybe didn't see some of the other pains and blood sucky before this part. All we see is him being strangled. Mm, yep. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And Buffy and Angel are hanging out yes. after this, and... She gets her birthday present, which is a book of poetry. poetry. Yes. And it says, always. Yes. <laughs> Very Harry Potter. <laughs> always. Uh, <clears throat> J.K. Rowling stole it. You heard it here. <laughs> uh, this is a funny gift to give Buffy. She's obviously not very bookish, but it's quite romantic. And Angel is very bookish. So. And he's very romantic. Mm-hmm. And he's old. Yeah. Like, a book of poetry is, I think it's probably standard gift for someone from, you know, the 19th century. Sure. Yep. Especially if you're based off of Lord Byron. Yes. Like, yeah. 
his yeah. his little poetry book. Yeah. And this is when he reveals that he saw her before she became the Slayer because she's like, will you even like me if I'm not the Slayer? Angel, if I'm not the Slayer, what do I do? What do I have to offer? Why would you like me? I saw you before you became the Slayer. What? I watched you. I saw what you called. It was a bright afternoon out in front of your school. You walked down the steps. And, uh, and I loved you. Why? Because I could see your heart. You held it before you for everyone to see. I worried that it would be bruised or torn. And more than anything in my life, I wanted to keep it safe. To warm it with my own. That's beautiful. And this is actually what she was talking about with Willow in the library. Yes. Willow was like, listen, what happens if you don't get your powers back? Yeah. Like, think about it. You have to consider the possibility. Mm-hmm. We all do. We all have to consider the possibility of what our lives look like if they aren't what we thought they'd be. Yes. Like, think about what happens if you never get that thing yeah. that you want. And it can be devastating. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And this is Buffy's challenge. Yeah. I mean, this is, like, pretty intense. Yes. Going from being a superhero to being a regular person. Mm-hmm. Whew, that would be really hard. But it's nice to hear this from Angel. He's like, I I saw you and fell in love with you before you were the Slayer. I know. And my heart wants to take your heart and warm it with my heart. <laughs> and protect it. Yeah. And yeah. He, 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 uh, she gave his life purpose mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And Angel also knows what this is like. I think. Yes. Yes. Oof. He can't be a man. Yeah, it's it's like a very romantic scene. Painfully romantic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they can't do it. They just <laughs> hug at the end of this scene. Wap wap. God. Remember when you used to do that? Just hug all the time? Hugging is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's baby steps, baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. Uh okay, so Quentin. Oh, okay. So I didn't write much because there was just a bunch of action. Yeah. So after this is when Joyce finds what happens. Oh. Okay. Buffy is walking home. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's got her little red riding hood on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, definitely. And uh, and the vamp finds her. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Kralik. Kralik. Yeah. Um, finds her. And takes her little hood and is like, I'm going to get you. And Buffy starts running away. It's interesting seeing Buffy, like, now watching her try and run away and fight these vampires. I'm like, oh, this is what we would look like. Yeah. If we actually tried to climb a fucking fence. Yeah. You know? And you would, yeah, you would, your option is run away. Yeah. And, uh, well, right before the vamps catch her, she's being catcalled by all these men. Yeah. All women know this thing, this feeling. Yeah. Uh, and Buffy goes to turn around when one of them says, like, give me a lap dance, sweetheart. And uh, and then she, you see her be like, no, I, I actually can't. Like, I will get hurt. I will get in trouble. Yeah. I have to just take it and walk away. Yeah. And we are often given those moments um, in my... <laughs> When I have bad impulses, I I do the Buffy thing and I yell at people. <laughs> but sometimes it's very dangerous to do that. So you can't do it all the time. Like you just have to. It's so hard to walk this line. Yeah. As as women, as people who experience this kind of violence. Yeah. On the street. Yeah. Yeah. So Buffy's running away. Um, the vamp. Has 
her hood, her mm-hmm. little red riding hood, and then the his little henchman he just created uses it to trap Joyce. Well, the it's Kralik who's hiding in the hood. Oh, it's Kralik. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so he's like, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy's escaped into Giles' car. Oh, yes. Okay, Giles shows up to save the day. Amazing. And they drive to the library. Okay, awesome. Meanwhile, Kralik has taken this hood and gone straight mm-hmm. to Buffy's home. Yes. And couldn't go inside because hasn't been invited. Yes. But lured Joyce out. Not totally sure how he knows where she lives. Okay, good call. But he is like a psycho. He's a psycho vampire who maybe he sniffed, he sniffed a sniff. Or maybe those guys knew where she, no. Oh, that's, that might maybe, be right. I don't that know. That might be right. That might be right. Because he mm-hmm. made, he turned one of the Watcher Council's henchmen into a vampire. He probably knew where she lived. Yeah. That's probably they would, how. No, right? Maybe. Yep. They were, they were going to lure her there somehow, right? Like. Yeah. I mean, she was going to just be sent, put into uh, that house. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Giles goes to the house, right? And he sees... The devastation. Yeah. The dead body. He goes to check on the house, I guess. That's it. Yeah. And he sees the blood. He sees the bodies. He's really brave. He makes a stake. He's like, uh, you know. Yeah. And then he sees like the like kind of... uh, Slayed remains of of one of these dudes. Yeah. And then um, that's when he uh, goes to... He just starts looking for Buffy. Yeah, speed down the road. Yeah. Buffy doesn't know what's going on yet. Yes. And Giles hasn't confessed. Yep, yep. That's right. Exactly. Okay. So Giles rescues her, takes her to the library, and then this is when he reveals... He confesses. Yeah. That he shows her this... Needle. Needle. You mastered. All this time you saw what it was doing to me. All this time and you didn't say a word. I wanted to. Liar. In matters of tradition and protocol, I must answer to the council. My role in this was very specific. I was to administer the injections and to direct you to the old boarding house on Prescott Lane. I can't. I can't hear this. Buffy, please. Who are you? How could you do this to me? I am deeply sorry, Buffy, and you have to understand. Touch me, I'll kill you. You have to listen to me. Because I've told you this, the test is invalidated. You will be safe now, I promise you. And whatever I have to do to deal with Kralik, and to win back your trust. You stuck a needle in me. You poisoned me. This is an awful scene. It's horrible. Buffy is, like, crying and is like, who the fuck are you? And Giles feels like shit, but it's, Buffy, it's justified. Like, how could, is this also the point of this ritual to, um, to tear asunder these beautiful relationships of Watchers and Slayers? I am nodding. (laughs) And my eyes are wide. I feel like. I feel like you just have to keep talking about this because you are revealing so much in your examination of this relationship mm-hmm. that, and because we, like, okay, so at the end of this episode, Giles gets fired. Yes. We know there's a replacement watcher coming. Yeah, fuck them, whoever they are. This, So we know that this world is going to deepen. We're going to get more information. So I'm hesitant to chat about it too much. Except for to just keep you talking about it. Because what you're saying is, it's just exactly the confounding question of this season. Are you happy that I'm, like, getting there from, like, this show is, like, uh, because, like, you're not telling me. I'm just, I'm just getting what I'm getting. And you're getting it because you're confused about why these people would be doing this. Yeah, because if you want a strong slayer to end evil i don't know let us say what is the goal you know we've been last episode we talked about like what is the goal here like what are we doing systemically to end evil okay that's what we're doing in the big picture but like why would you 
fuck up this like beautiful amazing relationship they're doing good work you know all this stuff like they're really keeping the evil at bay on this hellmouth but like why would they do this why would they throw all these wrenches in just for fucking fun for Mm -hmm. tradition it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't Mm -mm. if your goal is to end evil it sure doesn't yeah Uh uh-huh okay i'm very curious who's this fucking watcher i hate them (laughs) (laughs) i hate them already so <laughs> can't wait. Oh my god. The worst. Uh so uh this is it's just a horrible, horrible scene. Um and I don't know how I mean the trust is repaired at the end, but it's this is I don't not really repaired. Like this is like a huge breach of trust. Oof. And it's it sucks because Giles did it. Like he could he could have not done it, I guess. I guess. I think he started doing it without realizing how bad it would be. Definitely. Or how bad oh, it was. He just sort of was like, okay, right, right, right. This definitely. is like part of tradition. And and he was sent here and had all these protocols that he's been following and has been successful. So I think he didn't realize how shitty it would be or how bad yeah badly their relationship would be yeah broken so cordy comes to basically like save the day in the library like to come to clean around (laughs) she's looking for a book on bosnia yeah yeah (laughs) and buffy's like i don't even know you to giles cordy's like uh, uh his name is giles do you have some memory thing (laughs) it's so good Okay, but what I love about this is Buffy's like, Cordy, can you drive me home? And Cordy immediately goes, of course I can. Yes. Like, this is actually a really amazing moment, I feel. And this is sisterhood. Yes. This is like, this is like, we can hate each other. You can have done, like, yeah, Buffy is best friends with uh, her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her recently. Uh... They competed for uh, Slayer Fest May Queen Homecoming Queen. Homecoming Queen, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they were rivals then. There's been there's just been so much shit between these two, and all of that goes away. Yes. When you're like, keep me safe. Yeah. Of course I will. Yeah. Like tomorrow we'll go back to hating each other. But yeah, I'll drive you home. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a like. Absolutely, you would do this. Yeah. Uh, so, Cordy drops her at home, and she goes... Through the back door. Yes. And is like, what's going on? She throws a bouquet in the garbage. Um, but Pissed. Yeah. Sees the door is open, the front door, and sees that Polaroid of Joyce, like... <laughs> Creepy Polaroid number one. Yes. Polaroids went from being, like... 1970s retro cool to mm-hmm. being like something only serial killers yes, use. psychos. <laughs> and now they're back. Yeah. But now they're back. But yeah, yeah. very serial killer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come. In like metallic Sharpie. Yeah. Gel pen. <laughs> uh, so Buffy's like, oh, fuck. Suits up. Gets her over- overalls on. Gets her bag of weapons. Gets heads. Chekhov's holy water. Yes. <laughs> and then goes straight there. Doesn't tell anyone where she's going. Yeah, because, again, I think last episode, like, led into this one nicely. It's like this Joyce Buffy thing. Like, what kind of triggered Buffy last episode? It was like Joyce being so upset. Like, they're they're just grappling with this mother-daughter relationship. This is like another thing. Like, I have to go see my mom right now. Like, this is fucked um, even though I have no power, like, I'm, I have to go. Yep. Uh, and wouldn't you, like, I don't know. Yep. You'd have to. Yep. So this is so scary, this whole end bit. Haunted house, Where yeah. she's in the Grandmother's house. house. Yeah. Yep. Grandmother's house, amazing. Yeah. It's also very Silence of the Lambs. Yes. When Jodie Foster yes. is in the basement. It's dark at the end. The serial killer. Like, this This episode is about... it. It's a horror. Like, yeah. it's it's like a serial killer horror. And it's hunted and the hunty. It's, yes. It's prey and predator. It's, yes. 
it, it, yeah, it's like a very classic relationship between men and women, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah. Uh, and this is when we get this scene with Quentin when he comes to tell Giles, like, ah, oh, the test has already begun. <laughs> and Giles is like, what the fuck? And I told Buffy. I told her everything. So it, it can't it can't happen. Yeah. And uh, and Jaws is like, fuck you, basically. Yeah. I'm going to save her. And Quentin says words like, she's entered the field of play. Yes. She's entered, like, it's all terminology that keeps us well away from what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Was he sent her to her death? Yeah, a ritual slaughter. A, a human sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. He's so cold about it, too. Yeah. Ugh. But because we call it a test and we call call it all these other things. Hunger Games. Yeah. So it's this rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And rhetoric is an interesting word right now because there's rhetoric. No matter how you feel about anything in the universe, in the world, there's rhetoric for all of it. Mm -hmm. But this is a perfect example of it where you, you change the way you talk about something and it tricks you for for half a second about what's really going on yes but not giles not giles so giles goes to the sunnydale arms to grandmother's house Mm -hmm. to help yes to to make sure she doesn't die and quentin just sips his tea yeah he's like oh bumped my not my problem yeah yeah god he's the worst i know hate him so this is when Buffy is fucking running around this house. It's so scary. It's dark. She keeps like opening doors and there's bricks behind them and she's trapped. Yeah, she's trapped. Um the henchman comes out and is like stalking her around and and she's running around. How does the henchman die? He doesn't quite well, Giles kills him at the very oh, end. Oh, I see. But Buffy manages to mm. sort of fight him in stages. Yes. Shoots a stake at him through her crossbow. Doesn't work. Is able to run to mm-hmm. the bookcase. Yeah. Pulls the bookcase down. Yeah. And then runs away. And this is when she runs into this room of Polaroids. How long would it take to take all these Polaroids and then hang them up artfully on the wall? <laughs> I mean, we see that scene of him... Kralik talking to Joyce yes. and being like, I have a, obviously I have a problem with mothers. Yeah. <laughs> I am aware of that. <laughs> or whatever. But he, yeah. he's, he's snapping them all. I feel like it, I don't actually, no, it would take a long time. It takes so long. <laughs> As someone who, this kind of looks like an installation I did in my apartment one time. It Is took this me the like, museum, Heartbreak Hotel? Yeah. yeah. This is where I pinned basically this all over my walls. <laughs> but it took like, um, like two days. <laughs> Kralik has time. Well, yeah. And he he's like his super vamp, man. He's, he's yeah. yeah. He does this all the time. He's a psycho. He's a he's a serial killer turned vampire. Yeah. So he's an even worse vampire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is, is who he is. Yeah. And he's got a problem with mothers, which he says to Joyce, because his own mother tried to kill him when he was 10. Yeah. <laughs> with the scissors. Yes. And then he became a vampire and ate her face. Killed her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what he wants to do to Buffy is make her into his, like, vampire bride and uh, and then make her eat Joyce. Yeah. It's a really elaborate, really romantic plan yeah. that he has for them. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. It's very scary. Yeah. Uh, and... So Buffy runs into Buddy and is running around, you know. Luckily, she has this cross mm-hmm. and tries to burn him with it. And he just, like, burns his, like, his, like dick. He's <laughs> 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 like, ah. Lower. <laughs> yeah. So this is the one time where we get, like, a, a sexual violence. Yes. And it and it's, and it's, sh- it's like... It, it's protected by like vampire genre again mm-hmm. because we all he says is lower yes but we know but we know yeah it's it's yeah a sexual violence yeah. like it is so scary yeah um yeah the show it's interesting they can go there yeah uh, yeah, yeah it's a uh, it's pretty pretty dark <gasps> yeah 
So Buffy runs and like dives down this um yeah, she laundry gets, chute. She gets trapped upstairs. Mm-hmm. He is about to do it. He's about to kill her. Yes. And he gets a fit. He 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 Oh yeah. He feels a fit of his migraine. Pain. Yeah, his migraine. <laughs> coming on. His mommy migraine. Yes. Coming on and Buffy he reaches for his pills, mm-hmm. and in a moment of clarity, Buffy grabs the pills. Yes, amazing. And says, I, you're debilitated. I need this medicine so that you can't have it. And yeah. then she runs down the laundry chute. And, and she has the pills in her hands, and she falls down to the basement, which is where Joyce is, mm-hmm. luckily. Um, and then they have, like, the final showdown here mm-hmm. in the basement, um, where, luckily, Buffy had... Chekhov's holy water <laughs> to <laughs> to replace the water in the glass mm-hmm. and the and Buddy needs his pills so this is like how she she gets him it's amazing because this is not unlike what Buffy would do normally like, yeah, yeah she like she fights but she also does shit like this all the time she's uses her head she's quick on her you know toes about she's resourceful yeah she's instinctive she's mm-hmm. impulsive she uses her surroundings. She brought yep. everything in that weapon bag she could think of that mm-hmm. she might need. Yep. Um, and we see her slip the holy water into her pocket yep, yep, earlier. Yep. Um, yeah. Luckily, there's a glass down there, mm-hmm. you know, for him to use. Sure. That's really good. Yep. But, like, she needed one good luck. So we'll give her that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was he was taking his pills when he was down there. Yeah. Taking pictures of Joyce. <laughs> so Doing his, his, his art, art installation. <laughs> Heartbreak Hotel. Uh, <laughs> so um, he's burned from the inside from yes. the holy water. It's very satisfying. Yes. And this is when uh, other henchmen shows up and then Giles comes to save the day. Yeah. So it, if it wasn't for Giles coming, um, I think, yeah, it would have been the end, I think. So, I think so too. Amazing. And Giles is so brave. He's also just a normal man. Yeah. Um, he a is. A normal human. Yeah. He has a lot of tricks up his sleeve, but he has normal strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can see that his phys- physically, his body, the beating his body takes just to kill one vampire. Yes. Whew. Tough. And it's 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 nice. Um, Buffy has all these cuts and shit, and she never has like she never has one hair out of place normally. So it's like uh, she's been beaten. Yeah, it's a great just like way to show that she her body is n- not what it normally is. Like, yeah. she normally doesn't get cuts or bruises or anything like yeah. that. And she, even her collarbone was, like, all red from when that dude threw her into that cement bench yep. earlier. Mm-hmm. We start to see the physical toll of the violence really early on. Yeah. You're right, and it's really cool that you tracked that from the beginning. hmm Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. Uh, I just wrote, Quentin is a piece of shit. Uh, we get the denouement. Two yeah. parts. In the library and then making peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Yes. How did you feel about this final scene in the library? <sighs> well, Quentin, piece of shit. Uh, he's <laughs> like, you passed the test. Uh, and Giles, you're fired. Uh, so this is huge. You exhibited extraordinary courage and clear-headedness in battle. The council is very pleased. Do I get a gold star? I understand that you're upset. You understand nothing. You set that monster loose and he came after my mother. You think the test was unfair? I think you better leave town before I get my strength back. We're not in the business of fear, Miss Summers. We're fighting a war. You're waging a war. She's fighting it. There is a difference. Mr. Giles, if you don't mind. The test is done. We're finished. Not quite. She passed. You didn't. The Slayer is not the only one who must perform in this situation. I've recommended to the Council, and they've agreed, that you be relieved of your duties as Watcher immediately. You're fired. On what grounds? Your affection for your charge has rendered you incapable of clear and impartial judgment. You have a father's love for the child, and that is useless to the cause. It would be best if you had no further contact with the slave. I'm not going anywhere. No, well, I didn't expect you would adhere to that. However, if you interfere with a new watcher or countermand his authority in any way, you will be dealt with. Are we clear? 
We're very clear. Congratulations again. Bite me. Yes. Well, colorful girl. I mean, obviously Buffy doesn't want Giles to be fired, even though he did this big indiscretion, but he did come to save the day and he feels like shit and he kind of sacrificed his job for her. So it's a big gesture because his job is the most important thing in the world to him. Mm -hmm. Other than Buffy. And Quentin is like, you're too close. You you're, think of her like a daughter. You have a father's love for the child. Yes. And so Buffy hears this too and is like, Daddy. Um, who didn't show up? Nick Summers. Uh, <laughs> Giles showed up. Daddy Giles. So I did. I was trying not to let you see, but I had a tear in my eye <laughs> when she lets Giles come and like mop her brow, her little wounds. It's very sweet. It's very, I don't know, this is a big rupture. I'm so sad. It can't go on. Giles is the watcher. <laughs> Kill this new one. I hate them. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I feel the way I read that final scene is that Giles made a massive mistake. Yeah. <clears throat> he made a massive mistake. And he needs to atone for that massive mistake. But already with the his excommunication from the watcher, watcher's council and the broken trust with buffy uh i feel like that last moment between them is buffy giving him the 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 first moment of second chance i don't think I think Buffy sees the Watcher's Council as being uh, more responsible for her situation than only Giles. Yeah. Just like Giles sees her situation with Angel as being more than just a discrepancy that Buffy made, it being a bigger problem about a curse and about, like... These things are so complicated. Yep. And Giles has been understanding to her in the past, although was mad at her the other day about yep, it. Yep. Yeah. So. They go through it with each other. Which you do with your parents. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And things are complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it's brutal. And it is so, so heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. That's why I had a tear in my eye. <laughs> So Giles isn't invited to sandwich making. To PB&J no. party. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love, I love this little scene. Xander's has the little clown ending. So cute. Uh, of him trying to screw the peanut butter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so funny. And it just bleeds into the credits. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> Joyce is really sweet in this final scene, too. She's mm -hmm. really proud. Yeah. Of her daughter. And Buffy just looks like shit. Like, she just has her face beaten in. Yeah. And they're making PB&J sandwiches, and Willow cannot get over that Giles is fired. Yes. Because she is a Giles. Yes. That's why I'm Willow Giles. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we get this great joke of Buffy saying, I just can't wait to get my strength back. Because she can't open the jar of peanut butter. <laughs> neither can Xander. Yeah. And then the button of the joke is that neither can Xander. Is that Xander is not a man. The man. <laughs> He's a goof man. Goofy. We need that tiny bit of emasculation after a, a huge amount of uh, sort of toxic masculinity. It's a perfect little button. Yeah. Some quiet. Buffy has, uh, near the top of the episode, like, lavender eyeshadow. Yes. And a lavender long sleeve. And, like, a weird lavender, like, it's like a it's scarf like a shirt. Scarf. But I was like, is it part of the shirt? I think it is. This is so weird. <laughs> I thought it was part of the shirt, too, because it's the exact same fabric, 
Same color. Yeah. It's weird. Winter. Yeah. You said it. It's winter. <laughs> it's winter. Winter fashion. But lavender eyeshadow is just so, I, I would do it. Me too. Pale blue, pale purple. This is the most, Oof. this is the color I remember the most from growing up in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Is this. Just this like, or like white or silver. I don't know, this light color eyeshadow that always makes you look kind of, I don't know, it's rough. <laughs> looks great on Buffy. But it looks great on Buffy, but it never stays on. No, and it just, I don't know, kind of somehow makes your eyes look all weird and yeah. pale. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and this is the weirdest fucking hair. Uh, oh, the one with the rat tail it's in like the back? like a mullet. Yeah, I know. She's had this before, but this one's even weirder. It's like, it's like they just grabbed part of the hair and then like did a comb over on top of the head. Like pinned it, grabbed another part, comb over, and like left it left a chunk just out. It's so weird, and it looks like it's just gonna fall apart any second. It does look like that. It's so it's such a weird hairstyle. Yeah, uh, this is like the worst hair I've ever seen Buffy have. Ooh. I think hard hard episode for Buffy. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> But Willow does have this cute pink cardi that has like yeah. all this embroidery on it, and I love an embroidery. So very I, cute. I love it. I'm not like a pink person, but I like this embroidery. Does this pink cardi forgive her horrible toque? Oh my no! <laughs> you heard me literally gasp out loud. I was you, like, <gasps> you were more vocal about that hat than you were about any of the violence in the show. <laughs> It was not just the hat. It's the ensemble. I, I know. It is. Okay. I don't say it lightly. It is maybe one of the worst episodes or uh, outfits I've ever seen on the show. It This Willow outfit, it's, I don't know even how to start. Okay. She's got a pink polka dot skirt on mm-hmm. and then she has that mustard like fuzzy long sleeve. It's got one of the big her big classic stripes on it. Pink on the bottom and on the top. Yes. With the mustard stripe. And then and then mustard tights. Yep. And then this fucking hat, which is like a rainbow. Garish rainbow. It's like yes. it's like mustard ketchup relish. It's like yeah. It's, it's so bad. She looks like she looks like Ronald McDonald. She it just looks like she grabbed things out of her wardrobe and, like, put them on her body. Like, I just can't imagine you would be like, this is the outfit I'm wearing today. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It hurt my eyes. I know. And Buffy, the, the the outfit Buffy's wearing in contrast to it is, like, so muted. Yes. So Willow just looks bonkers. She looks cuckoo bananas. <laughs> she, it looks, I don't know. It, it's not even just like a fashion choice. I don't know. It's so wild. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Willow should be slain. Yeah. For wearing this. Outfit. It's terrible. Okay, there's another outfit in this. It, it's just after this when Buffy's trying to invite Giles to the ice capades. Mm-hmm. She's wearing this red. It's the first introduction of red before we get uh, her in Little Red Riding Hood. Uh-huh. It's the shirt that she's wearing when we see her actually be injected with the horrible organic compound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's organic. <laughs> yeah, so it's not as bad. <laughs> anyway. I think it's supposed to be like, it's natural. Yeah, it'll just go away and it's fine. It's natural. Yeah. It's just a needle of natural stuff. Sure. But uh, yeah, she's wearing this red long sleeve. It's beautiful. And the way her mm. hair is, yes, it's like a bump it back, but with like a black velvety headband. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, so good. it looks good. It looks so good when she's got her hair just like all, all back. <gasps> just and her blonde I know. highlights. It's so good. Uh, and she looks great in red. Obviously, the red coat. Yes. The red riding hood, if you will. We, I don't, we've never seen this coat, but it's bright, bright red. It's long. It's got a big hood on it. It's a great coat. Like, yeah. we're not shying away from Little Red Riding Hood at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is when all, everyone else is in like dark. Yeah. All the men around her are just in like black, and she's just like a, a little beacon. Um, wandering about in the dark. Yeah. So, very cool. And then Buffy's overall outfit, 
This is the outfit she wore to like um run away to LA. Ding ding ding. Yes. Uh and I love it. It's her, her little slubby sad buffy. Sad. Yes, it's her like depression outfit even though it's so cute and she hides her body. Yes, it's she huge. Hides, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. They don't bring outfits back very much, but I recognize this outfit yes. from when I she was I wondered if you would. Yes. Sad Good. buffy. You passed the test. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the slayer test uh, in the closet. And then, okay, this was like a one-second shot, but is Oz wearing like a, it's almost like a kimono shirt in the last scene. Oh, maybe. Okay, it didn't, because he normally has his graphic tee and then like a button-up, oversized kind of button-up, but it looked not like a collared button-up. It looked like almost like a... Like a kimono kind of patterny robe. No clue. Okay, I'll have to get a screenshot because I it was just for like a second. And is this where he's standing by the fridge? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's wearing. I don't know, but it looked different than his normal <laughs> <laughs> button-up collared okay, shirt. Okay, we'll have to watch the slow motion replay yes. to see. I always do. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, those are all the epi- uh, outfits. Oh. Mm-hmm. What did you think about uh, Kralik's outfit? <laughs> was he wearing a straight jacket? <laughs> yeah, and like a green jumpsuit. Sure. I I did find him a bit hulky. He's hulky and he's Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. So the Hannibal Lecter onesie, he's essentially wearing a green one of those. Yes. He's Hannibal Lecter. He is. I mean, and it is very Silence of the Lambs, yeah. um, which did come out before this show. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I totally got yeah. all that. And the dark house and b- running around and the breath, like. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the killer with, like, a smile. Yes. Charming. Yeah. It's much scarier. Yes. Yeah. And uh, talkative. <gasps> yeah. Very scary. Very scary. There are things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate, I will not tolerate. The threat of violence in this episode is very palpable, mm-hmm. and all the all the daddy violence mm-hmm. and daddy issues, like, mm-hmm. you know, we've got absent daddy, um, and then we have patriarchal Quentin daddy, like, inflicting his sort of, like, cold, calculating No power. shame, no regret, mm-hmm. feels like he's totally righteous. Yep. We have Giles' daddy, who is, uh, like, made a big mistake. Breaker of trust. Yes, but also sort of using his power without thinking. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, I think that's another thing in the episode we can talk about is, like, when you have power, you can sometimes use it with without care mm-hmm. without thought you know that you even have that power privilege you just do things cuz you i don't know you just do them so i think that's a really interesting thing that giles has done is like abuse his privilege and power mm-hmm. over buffy definitely uh, cuz he has a lot of different kinds of power over her definitely yeah we get this isn't daddy in the same sense but we get a lot of Angel, mm. who is one of the softer, m- very masculine, but gentle, soft, tender, yes, honest, open, loving, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, Angel is rebuilding trust in a huge way for me. And he's talking more yes. than I've ever, like... He's he's said his feelings in this episode. Yes. I love it. I love a man who can communicate his feelings. Yes. So um I'm noticing he's he's being more open. Yes. He told Buffy this thing, yes. you know, being honest and yes. communicative. Yeah. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the whole episode is uh it feels like a buffet of Toxic masculinity, patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Yes. With a beautiful dash of comedy by uh, Cordelia and Xander. But for the most part, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. And it's it's just a scary – that whole house part is just so scary. It's like that's your nightmare. Yeah. Being stalked by a psycho killer who's going to – Kill you and your mother. Yeah. Do violence unto you. Many types of violences. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Very scary. Yeah. 
<laughs> and sent in there by people you trust. Yes. Yeah, Which is, you know, let's bring it back to Beauty and the Beast. All men are beasts. <laughs> it's kind of right. It's the theme of this season too, though. We've had many like episodes about um I don't know, men doing violence to women. Mm-hmm. Like, what about Pete and Debbie mm-hmm. in uh, in Beauty and the Beast? Like, mm-hmm. that whole episode is about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can see it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that this show that this show is examining gendered violence. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And the impact of masculine institutionalism. Like, it's just a. It's just true. Yeah. So uh, where do you think Faith was? I don't know. We haven't seen her in a couple episodes. And and do you think Faith was just MIA because Faith was MIA? Or do you think that was organized? I have no idea. I We haven't seen her in a while, but she's not in every episode in this season. She is up until, like pretty much up until uh, Revelations, mm-hmm. up until Gwendolyn Post. Yeah, yeah. And then we get a big rupture. Yeah. For them. But, like, she's hanging out pretty steadily from episode three. She And she was in Merry Christmas episode. She then, hung out yeah. with Joyce. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't tell, like, okay. if it's, because Faith is, can be MIA, yeah, yeah. like, herself anyway. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm not sure where she is. I'm, the episode didn't really lead me. To believe anything, really. So, could be anything. Could be anything. Yep. So, they'll say. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Quotable? Oh, I said it already, but I have to say it again. Say it again. It's, it's, Kralik, I have a problem with mothers. I'm aware of that. Like, it's just (laughs) so good. Amazing. We love a self-aware villain. Like, it's so. And a charming villain. Yeah. Talkative. Because it's best. like, I am the way I am, and I accept it. I love it. And I murder you But anyway. that's like vampires, right? They, like, revel in their in their dysfunction. For sure. They're like, oh, it's not a problem. It's actually an asset. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that's why they're so evil. Okay, I've got two. One is when Buffy is talking about the ice capades to her friends, and <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's kind of like lame or whatever and uh, Oz is like no ice is cool it's water but it's not it's not. <laughs> just a stoner I know he is a little stoner and then my other one was Cordy oh god in yes in the library when she's like if the world doesn't end I'm gonna, gonna need, need a, a note, note. <laughs> I love her I love Giles <laughs> She's so good in that little scene. It's a perfect bit of levity. Exactly. Yeah. Her and Xander. Yes. Oh, miss them together. I know. I do. I miss her. She's coming back a bit. Yeah. She's being drawn back, back to them. Yeah. A little bit. So. And she kind of can't help it either. Yeah. They have a rapport now. I know. And she can't admit it, but they're still friends. Yeah. And she does want to know what's going on, even if she says she doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Because she's Queen Bee. She has to know what's going on. All around campus. Right? Yeah. Okay. Am I allowed to know the title of the next no. episode? Okay. Even though I'm sure it won't matter. I no. don't know what it is, but we'll no. see you next time. I need to control you. <laughs> I am your watcher and I am controlling you. All right. I'm here to be controlled. <laughs> yes. My little my little innocent red riding hood. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Bye. Arg, gur, gur, arg.